0: okay welcome to viana rodriguez a phenomenal teacher uh from the far reaches of southeast san diego county at a gem of a school known as olympian high school in the sweetwater district i had the pleasure of working with uh, viana starting a teen court and i asked three administrators at the uh, uh, administrative offices, who would be the best person to talk to. And all three of them gave me your name without a moment's hes- you know, hesitation. So you're the first person I met, uh, working with Sweetwater and lucky day it was. So let me just ask you, how did you get involved in, uh, restorative work? Oop. Hello.
1: Okay, I think I hear you. Oh, there you are.
0: <laughs> oh, we had a malfunction. No worries.
1: Uh, it happens. This is technology, my goodness. Sometimes Yeah, it-
0: these new fangled <laughs> contraptions. I just had a little note flash, your internet connection is unstable. Uh-oh. It sort of defines the last 12 months of my life. <laughs> So um, uh, the question was, I think pending, uh, how did you get involved in restorative work? Uh, what was the interest or motivation?
1: Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for welcoming me onto your awesome podcast. And uh, again, just it's been such a pleasure to be able to work with you doing this super important work. So it's. I think my involvement in restorative work really just goes back to my upbringing um, and uh, me going into college and doing some self-reflection and doing some, some self-work, some inner personal growth and kind of healing from um, some difficulties that I experienced in my childhood and adolescent years, you know, if we look at the uh, restorative justice kind of Framework And we see the difference between doing to as opposed to doing with. Um, I grow, grew up in a household where it was done to you. So very punitive, and it really affected my relationship right with my my parents in particular. And again, it wasn't until I got into my college years where I was able to do a lot of self reflection and just really understanding how like intergenerational trauma works and how intergenerational healing works and i actually took a class my sophomore year on restorative justice and i was just blown away um and this was back in i think 2000 and i was just really blown away by you know this this way of being right as opposed to trying to punish people into being better you can heal people into being better. And I thought, oh my goodness, yes, this is definitely true for me. And this is definitely true for um, what I witnessed in my community and in my high school experience with my friends and family, You know, really high incarceration rates and things of that nature. And so I, I truly believe in the philosophy of restorative justice. And I knew that when I got into the field of education, I really wanted to embed this into my daily practice as a teacher. Um, and so I started off as a social science teacher and now I have the pleasure of, of teaching a peer mediation course where we're able to really, really hone in on the topic, topic of restorative justice and operate in our interventions, our nonviolent interventions, doing this wonderful work. Um, and so that's kind of a long slash short story of how I got into <laughs> <laughs> the field of restorative justice. Very personal for me.
0: Oh, it's, uh, you know, uh, the more and more I uh, uh, get into it, the more and more it is uh, evident that, you know, people's pasts, definitely in this work, have some kind of impact uh, on the people who are involved. I I don't know that they can be avoided. And it's, yeah, and it's so... uh, to me, it's so wonderful. You know, talk about the concept of hope. Uh, you know, wherever you've been, there's hope. And, uh, you know, and the restorative approach certainly helps people realize it, I think. So in any event, did you have a course that, I mean, did you suggest to the administration uh, teaching a course in peer mediation? Or was there already an existing program? What, how did that happen?
1: Yeah. so in my second year of teaching at Southwest High School, and this is back in 2006, uh, I had the, the honor to be able to actually bring a student leadership program onto our campus, we were the first in our district to bring the Safe School Ambassador Program to our school community. And so it's a nonprofit organization, Community Matters out in the Bay Area. So essentially what they do is they take a diverse group of students from the different um, like social cliques on campus and we turn them into positive leaders. We equip them with the tools that they need to be able to perform these nonviolent interventions. So, you know, we truly believe that our students are one of our most underutilized um, tools and resources that we have on our campuses to make a positive difference in terms of improving school culture and climate, right? There's more students on campus than adults. And oftentimes we ignore the student voice or we don't really listen to what our young people are telling us about how we can improve our school community. So if the problem is with the students, then the solution is with the students. So we trained about 40 students at Southwest High School back in 2006 to be safe school ambassadors. Again, they have um, the tools and strategies needed to intervene when they see acts of mistreatment. And it's all also very restorative based. And after the students were trained, we would meet during lunch or after school. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this isn't enough. Like if I could just have these student leaders in a class with me so that I can work on, you know. furthering this you know youth development leadership because so many of them were busy right they weren't able to make it to the lunch or after school meetings cuz they were super involved with other extracurricular activities so i was lucky enough to pitch the idea to my principal mr sid salazar at the time we had a, a teacher who had already had uh, the peer mediation class but he was retiring And so there was an opening there. And I said, hey, Mr. Salazar, I have this idea, because at the time, the peer mediation program was operating in a different format. I think there were maybe about six students who were housed in the Counseling Center. And so I said, I have this idea, if I could just get, you know, the 40 Safe School Ambassadors in this class, you know, peer mediation, I'll develop the content and curriculum because there was some curriculum in the district, but it wasn't something that was like fully, fully developed. So I said, give me a chance, You know, I'll, I'll put together, again, this, this curriculum I'm pulling from different resources from my undergraduate experience and graduate experience. Um, and so he said, yes, I'm super grateful. I said, hey, if it doesn't work, you know, we can change it next year, but just <laughs> give me a chance, give me a chance. And I'm so, so happy that he gave me the thumbs up. And here we are, you know, years <laughs> later, um, we now have six sections of peer mediation at Olympian High School. And we have uh, three kind of, fa- not phases, but three different components of the program. So we have an intro class, An advanced class and then we have our peer counselors who are in the counseling Center. So it's truly a dream come true for me to to have had a principal who supported me and um, And now you know as when I transitioned to Olympian high school same situation, we had a program in place, but the teacher at the time she actually moved into a different position she got a promotion and so the class opportunity was left open. And so I asked my my new principal at Olympian uh, to give me an opportunity to, to take over the class. And, and so, uh, again, super grateful for supportive administration who has really allowed us to, to grow our program, so.
0: Well, sounds like everybody's been lucky uh, and I've seen it. Uh, we got together on account of developing a teen court program and your class among the hundreds of classes I've been to was such uh, a positive place to walk into. And um, boy, I think you're frozen again, or is it me?
1: Oh, there you are again. I knew you would eventually come back.
0: (laughs) Yes, I'm again unstable. Uh, Um, (laughs) But in any event, I think that the uh, uh, energy in your room with your kids uh, was just something special. You know, it it lifts your spirits. Uh, I always loved just walking into your classroom, you know, a few minutes before a teen court case. And the kids all had their job. It was smooth, the silk, uh, the jury box, the, uh, the witness chairs, everything was just set out with all the right materials on the table and everybody having a good time smiling and doing it. Uh, during one of the deli- uh, deliberations, i talking to I think three of, uh, of your kids and I, Told him I thought we should go into business. And what's the business? I said, Well, we're going to sell the good vibrations in this room. Oh. All we have to do is figure out how to bottle it. Now, one of, one of your kid says, Hey, let's just make a neat glass and we'll call it good vibrations and sell it. We'll have to sell it for a lot since it'll be empty. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Be- well, and uh, t- tell us about the effect it's had on the culture. Uh, do, you, do you see things uh, getting to a point and plateauing, or do they continue to get better? Uh, any obstacles that you face uh, along the way as you've grown the program?
1: Our teen core program or a peer mediation program? No,
0: oh, no, the peer mediation, what, what you have on campus.
1: Oh, okay, our peer mediation program.
0: Yes. Your peer yes.
1: Mediation. Yeah, so super uh, grateful again, just to be able to see the growth and evolution. You know, we first started with a small class when, again, I moved to Olympian High School. We started with a group of about 19 students, one section, and that was in 2000 and. Uh, 10, 2010-2011 school year. And here we are, 2020, 21, having six sections, right? And so being able to kind of see that program continuously grow is fantastic. So I, I'm i happy to see that continuous growth. You know, here we are in a pandemic and oh, it's been so challenging, of course, to replicate that magic, like you said, right? That magic in the bottle that we feel within the classroom walls. Um, But I'm really trying my best and I'm always checking in with the students, doing like a little vibe check. How are things going? And um, as challenging as it is to replicate that magic on screen, uh, we're doing our we're all trying to support each other getting through this really difficult time of being quarantined, socially isolated and things like that. Um, but I'm happy to say that we're still able to feel like, even though we're no, not in the classroom physically together, we're still f- able to feel a little bit of that spark of magic, even though we're behind the screen. We're just like a support system to one another. So I haven't seen the program plateau, thankfully. You know, I, I think all electives are a little bit nervous looking into next school year because Um, The way that our programs grow is word of mouth by students, right? Talking to each other about, hey, these are the activities that we do. These are some of the um, events that we put on and host. And there's a lot of that social interaction, right? That really piques the interest of other students to enroll in the program. And we didn't have that this year, right? So I, I really, really hope that we can continue to keep this momentum going um, but I, I'm just gonna trust the process, and you know, hope everything works out, and that our numbers are still looking great, and that we can continue, you know, um, growing our program and growing our student leaders on campus because it's definitely well, neat.
0: the one thing uh, I've seen is if it's good, it goes. You know, I mean, uh, usually on a campus when I sit down and talk to the kids. There's two or three classes, uh, really, <laughs> in the whole campus that are, you know, a, a, a place above. You know, you really want to take this class with this teacher, and uh, you know, once you get to there, you I doubt you'll have any problems because you're not you deal with this, the sisters and the uh, cousins of your past students. Uh, and we lost each other again <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> no worries no worries uh,
0: well um, okay but you know what i like uh, about what uh, how you just grew organically is that you got to develop a curriculum that made sense to you um, you know just was was natural for you and uh you know one of the things i'm always telling people is you know here's this stuff what works for you take you know what doesn't forget about it because it's so much more art than science when you're talking about something you know let's change the paradigm you know, let's be transformative. We're not going to be punitive. We're going to say, hey, we got a problem here. And how can we solve it? It's just such a different approach. So many people, um, uh, I think, are a bit dogmatic, uh, because the best program is the best program a teacher can teach. And I believe only the teacher knows (laughs) what's the most saleable, you know, I always coming from business. I was always interested, you know, we got a product. How do we sell it? And uh, it's much more easily sold when you believe in the product and, uh, uh, and you get the kids believing, see those little light bulbs go off. <laughs> I love that. So how often do you tra- you're constantly changing? I presume uh, the curriculum is,
1: Yeah, yeah. I try to keep it as relevant to the students as possible. You know, the content that I taught five years ago isn't exactly the same content that I teach today. Uh, And in fact, this year's peer mediation um, curriculum is starting from the ground up right like i think so many of us teachers felt this pressure as soon as we switched from in person to online this pressure to replicate what we were doing in the classroom and that wasn't working because you're not in the classroom anymore so i had to take that pressure off myself and say i cannot replicate what we used to do in person i need to recreate And so this whole uh, curriculum that I've been utilizing this year as we've been distance learning is totally focused around our wellness and surviving life in this pandemic. How can we take care of our, our mental and physical wellness so that when we come out of our quarantine caves, we come out better right happier healthier than who we were when we first entered this pandemic so. Uh, Yeah, it's constantly evolving, evolving. I have to keep it relevant and useful to my students. Otherwise, what good is it, right? Um, And so I try my very best to do that. Um, Again, just to, to, to try to adapt to the times. What are some of the social issues that they're really struggling with? And what kind of tools and resources can I provide to them to help them work through that? Um, I can't imagine the challenge that I would be experiencing if I was 15, 16, 17 years old and having to do an entire school year online with everything that was going on in my home environment, Um, and so I, I'm just trying to, okay, when I was their age, what's the kind of support and resources that I would like to receive from my school to help me survive and get through this difficult time? So that's that's what this year's content has uh, been focused on.
0: Um, that's beautiful. As usual, you're visionary. Uh, I keep a couple of months ago or three months ago or so, uh, I kept hearing about the... Um, Uh, looming crisis of uh, mental health issues and problems. And, uh, and no, you've been working on this since uh, the lockup began. I mean, I really feel like I've been in jail. I mean, I had my second shot a couple of weeks ago, so I'm starting to feel a little, (laughs) but uh, I mean, I really felt like I was in jail. I, started a podcast my god you know me and these newfangled contraptions they call computers (laughs) (laughs) i have (laughs) (laughs) i got hay fever to boot the pollen is going crazy in my backyard um yeah we have uh 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 an IT consultant, a young guy from uh, Nairobi, Kenya, who I talked to every, I'll be talking to him tomorrow morning. He's a wonderful young guy. He's like 22, he's self-taught. And I went through three consultants, all who told me, oh yeah, I can do, I understand this system. And, and none of them did. And then this guy told me he didn't understand my system. I said, well, you're hired. You're the first guy who tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll pay you to learn it. You know, just and he's been great. But um uh so do you along the way have you had any obstacles, any uh in a, maybe a change in administration or certain teachers uh who uh, took issue with what you were doing?
1: Um I feel lucky that with the changing of administration, because you know we've we've had um, a few different principals and uh, assistant principals over the years since you know we started the peer mediation program, and we've been super super fortunate that they all have been super supportive. Um, they believe in the program. They really appreciate what the students are doing to improve our culture and climate um, on our campus. And so in that aspect, we feel super, super grateful. And we also have a staff that is also supportive as well. Um, I I won't lie to you and say 100% (laughs) of our adults on campus are uh, fully aware and understanding of what the peer mediation program is all about um, because that's kind of the reality of things, right? Not all adults are open to the idea of hearing challenging student voices, not disrespectful, but saying, you know, adults, this isn't quite working for us, right? There needs to be some sort of change in the way that we are being treated or change in our relationship. And I have had, unfortunately, over the years, um, student leaders who have brought up some real concerning issues about mistreatment, uh, you know, in terms of adult to student um, in a respectful way, because I, I teach them to, because there's that power dynamic, right? But unfortunately, we have had some adult staff members on campus who misinterpret. That as being disrespectful, right? I'm the adult; you're the student. I know better, right? You're you're too empowered, as one particular staff member said, which was really like, "What? Like we want our students <laughs> to be empowered, right?" And you know, I I truly feel that whenever we get pushback from an adult, it's really not about the student; it's about lack of understanding from that person that particular adult perspective, right? What is it that you're fearing? What is it that's making you uncomfortable? And where is that stemming from, right? Is it a power issue? Is it an insecurity issue? Is it a classroom management issue that you've been struggling with and you don't know how to, again, include student voice and have these restorative conversations, right? Uh, Relationship building conversations. Um, And so I think that's kind of been one of the issues that we faced in the past when our students again feel empowered to say you know what I need to speak up when I see an injustice right if I'm being trained as a peer mediator to intervene when I see student to student mistreatment whether it's on social media or at a football game or a dance or what have you but I don't speak up when I see an adult doing that to to a student that that doesn't make sense right that's that's not in line with our philosophy Right? We need to be upstanders and not bystanders when we see mistreatment and it doesn't matter what age you are. Um, and so that, that's just been something that we've kind of struggled with. And I think as a school community, we need to do a little bit more work around building positive adult to student relationships. So it, we don't feel threatened, right? We see it as a way of an, an opportunity to improve our relationships. So we certainly need to include more student voice on campus and uh, and and allow for a safe and comfortable and supportive space for us adults. Right to receive that feedback in a loving way, not in in a way of attacking, but a way of embracing. Again, these our students are telling us what they need from us, and it's our responsibility as adult professionals to respond to that need. And again, not feel threatened or attacked. but. Um, come from a a place of of love and support. Um, But that's going to definitely take some time. Um, I hope that that's something that we can work on as we begin to come back to school. Uh, Again, I want us to come back to better. I don't want to go back to normal because if we're honest, there's (laughs) a lot of unhealthy behaviors that a lot of our schools were operating, a lot of um, just things that were put into place that were not working well for our staff and students. So I, I really hope that we can use this opportunity to reset, to restructure and, and improve on our relationships so that we can, again, come out of this stronger than we were on the other side.
0: That's, I mean, that's wonderful. And that's the, the power of restorative work. I love, you always broaden my horizon. I have always thought of what you were talking about as trust. Uh, it occurred to me, very quickly that if these kids didn't trust you you were wasting your time I mean and theirs uh, and I was amazed to see how many teachers thought that they deserved to be trusted and respected because they're a teacher and you know it just doesn't work that that way and <laughs> excuse me oh <coughs> uh. I was doing some gardening, bad mistake.
1: Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, my husband gets terrible allergies too, so I get it.
0: uh, I crawl around in the flowers and it's uh, in any event, but that trust is essential. And once you earn it, then, you know, sky's the limit. You're talking about relevance. I mean, when I told the kids what I wanted them to do in a project, uh, I'd pretty much get back what I expected. Uh, you know need some good stuff and maybe mess with of stuff but if I gave him a concept and said go for it well what do you want I said whatever you want I just want you to communicate this idea he says well I'm going to do a rap song I said, great <laughs> wonderful <laughs> well I don't want to do rap you don't have to do <laughs> you know, but once you let them go yes. they just blow me away all the time You know, let them do something where they really can express themselves. Uh, And that's what I found to be the saving grace of my teaching experience. When I found this restorative stuff, it just all fed into that kind of atmosphere just so naturally. And I found myself not having to like, well, this kid isn't going to trust you tomorrow. You know, but what can you do today to earn that trust? And just bit by bit, you know, it uh, without the restorative context and, and uh, pattern, I'd have been lost. And the teachers that I see who have bought in, you know, their lives are just so much better. You know? right. And, right. And so, so you're hopeful of when, when are your kids uh, entering the classroom door?
1: Well, we're um, able to slowly start to uh, welcome back some students on campus, of course, we still have to go by the CDC guidelines. Uh So we are welcoming about 10% of our student population beginning on Monday. Wonderful. So uh, it'll be a small group, but nevertheless, at least some student life on campus. So uh, Monday's the day that um, we'll have a small portion of our student population back.
0: Well, that's great. And I, you know, I really want you to know how much I respect you. And you, know, well, you are part of a dynamic duo. Uh, Viana's husband is involved in similar work at another high school and is uh, uh, equally as talented, but however, nowhere near as good looking. Shikata <laughs> ga
1: yeah, when uh, I when I <laughs> transferred to Olympian High School, uh, I kind of passed the torch to him, and he took over the the peer mediation class at Southwest High School, and is just doing a fantastic job. His students is. are amazing, yeah. and we try to like keep that bridge, you know, formed, and uh-huh. we get a to do some like, um, some leadership development with both of our peer mediation programs, and it, it's such a treat, right? Because we're on yeah. opposite sides of the freeway, so to speak, of that 805 <laughs> divide. Yeah. Um, it's really awesome, again, to have student groups from different school communities come together and learn from each other and grow. So that's 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 been a really, really great opportunity for us as well.
0: Well, give my best to you, Al. And uh, hopefully once you get started, let's check in in a few months and see how the transition went. I'm, I'm curious to hear from a bunch of people about uh you know sort of sad how a lot of these programs especially like teen court have just been devastated but uh you know it will show rise out of the ashes and
1: uh yes yeah absolutely i know we had to i was looking at some of our uh some of our data from from teen court and our last case was the day before we had to close the school so oh. our last day was march 13th and our last case was on march 12th um, wow. again, my, my students are really missing teen court i mean yeah. we were on a roll like we oh. You yes. know, it took some time to build the program. And like you said, when you walked in the room and the students are like setting up the desks and they had their name tags and everything, you know, it's it's a process, yes. right? We have a flow yes. because they learn from the previous years, right? So the yes. intro kids are watching the advance like team sports <laughs> and and they're learning and, and yes. you know really inspired and fired up to like once they graduate, we're gonna be in their seats next, right? Yes. Uh, But nevertheless, we we see it as a tremendous asset to our school community. I've been wanting to implement teen court for so many years. Uh, And I remember like in 2012, I was having a conversation. We were reading an article on restorative justice in teen court. And I remember telling the students one day we're going to have something like this on campus. I don't know how I'm going to ask a lot of questions and we'll see how it goes. And I remember asking Mariana Gomez about, hey, you know, is there some sort of, because I was going to restorative justice trainings as as a teacher, Mm. um, but there wasn't really anything out there for students. And I said, Mariana, is there something out there where we can train our students on these restorative justice practices, because it's just so essential if it's helping me as a professional, imagine them as student leaders, And that's how your name came up. And that's how we got (laughs) at our school. It was just that conversation. She said, hey, you know, I know someone. They're, they're, you know, they've done team court in, you know, uh, San Diego Unified. Do you want to be one of the three pilot schools? And I said yes. Let's do it. <laughs> so I'm so happy that we yeah. have that integrated. And even though we've had to take this year pause, no doubt once we're back in session next school year, not this school year, but next yeah. school year, I, I know we're gonna, you know, hit the ground running and and get yeah. get our program going again.
0: I'm very confident that. Uh, be able to work uh, something out. You guys are pretty much self-sufficient as it is. Uh, uh, Just a little help with the criminal stuff, maybe. But in terms of the class, the district, uh, or the site cases, uh, you you know, you you should be teaching other students or other teachers in the district if you get some time off of your or if you can afford time off of your classroom. I don't know, but uh, you are the bomb.
1: Thank you. And I really just want to thank you, Mr. Al, you know, our students lovingly, you know, referred to as Mr. (laughs) Al. And, you know, over the years and you've, you know, come by to visit and interact with our students. And, you know, that initial training that you gave to us back in, I think it was 2017. 2017, I think that was our January 2017, if I'm going back and looking at my pictures of, of our training. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, our first page was, yeah, so... I just really want to thank you, because if it wasn't for you coming to, to help us get our teen court program, you know, off and running in our districts, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, so yeah. I appreciate you taking time out of your retirement, right? Of, <laughs> of coming to assist us and sharing your wisdom with us. And we, mm-hmm. it's always such a treat when you come and visit and we can't thank you enough. For helping us bring Teen Court to our district and to our school. So I really want to thank you, Steve. Thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for doing uh, this. Uh, it is.
0: Believe uh, me, it is my pleasure. There's nothing I love to see more than these kids involved, you know, and making these and acting so professional and really using their thinking skills. It just, You know, everything we want to really teach them outside the, uh, you know, dotting the I's and crossing the T's is really all wound up in this work. I mean, that's, we're going to take an holistic approach to education. Uh, You know, you need to add, you know, you need to add, you need to subtract. But this is the stuff that really helps mold uh, community and uh, creates a wonderful environment just like your classroom, we got to bottle it, figure out how <laughs> well, a lot of money. Maybe we uh, can get Dr. Oz to promote it for us.
1: Okay. <laughs> or Oprah. We love
0: Oprah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my yes. wife does too. Oprah is yes. her idol. <laughs> okay. My. Well, thank you, Vianna. And yes. uh, get my best of you out. Take care. I will.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you again in person.
0: Uh, well, me too. I just, uh, you know, as soon as the door is open, I'll be walking through it.
1: Yeah, yay! Can't wait. Say hello to your lovely wife as well.
0: And I you will. have
1: another big anniversary coming up, right?
0: Uh, well, it's uh not so big, it's 53. Hey,
1: that's great.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not like uh after 52, you know, 53. <laughs> Although it's wonderful. The kids look at me and they said, yeah. And I still really like her.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Congratulations <laughs> to you both. And again, thank you to, to seeing you both in person again. Take good care. And can you. to and you, you too.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.